Howie, I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition, what's the organizational take on that? Is there uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, where do you well, go with both that? Both teams played on the same field. I mean, obviously your edge rushers were, you know, it's a big strength of this team. and Both teams played on the same field. All right, that was Howie, uh, Ruben Frank, Howie. <laughs> and uh, it's a good question by Ruben because you don't know what the answer is going to be. And if they come out, if Howie comes out and they bitch about the field, then that's news. But um, Howie answered the question appropriately, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think if <laughs> – listen, I'm telling you, man, and if Howie had to answer that any other way where he was sort of – sort of leaning into blaming the field, then that's something that the fans pick up on and we're still complaining about it. And I'm telling you, we turn into the 40 whiners. I agree. Because it doesn't go away. I, and it I, sticks with us all off season, and we're talking about the field in May and, and April. and You know, it's so weird like that, that like some people, we watch, all watch the same game, but yet it never entered my mind Obviously, we know the field sucked, and mm-hmm. like I, I look at the NFL, and I'm like, how the hell do you have a field that that's that bad for the Super Bowl? But like, I don't look at it like it, it, like it, it screwed the Eagles or anything like that. Both teams they changed cleats. Yeah, both. If you want to say both defenses suffered because they couldn't pass rush, they Fine. couldn't get their footing. Okay, I, I can I can agree with that. But then both offenses benefited. Right. And the Chiefs so had a so lot of sacks so as well, just like the if, Eagles. If we're complaining about our defense wasn't good enough and allowed the Chiefs' offense to be good, well, the Chiefs' defense wasn't very good either, no. and it allowed the Eagles' offense to be good. So even if you think it was unfair, it was unfair to both teams, right. and both teams benefited if from it. If you want to rip the league and say the league is whatever for it, absolutely go for it, right? But like as far as the Eagles got screwed because of the turf, and, we, we, and we've heard a lot of it. The camera was do, has done 16 hours of it this week. Um, and we have a caller the on that's going to say is, no players or staff members are complaining. So it's only fans Correct. and some media people. Correct. Correct. Um, also, some other things here, then we'll take some reaction. Talked about the contracts and said that um, he has a good sense. He, he was asked as far as Jalen and how much the contract that he's probably going to get, how he said he had a good sense of what Hurts' contract will look like, mm-hmm. and therefore they can plan with what they're going to do in free agency. Uh, but they have a lot of free agents, uh, and he talked about all the additional picks that they have because it's impossible to keep everyone. As we know, mm-hmm. he didn't. They, they didn't get into a lot of detail as far as individual players and free agency, but he acknowledged we have a lot of free agents, and the reason we have these draft picks is obviously because you can't keep everybody. So... But he did say that that um you know he's going to keep the contract talks internal, but they're going to sign Jalen Hurts this offseason. It'd be a, it'd be a huge shock if they didn't come to an agreement this offseason. It would be news when it, when they don't. It would be big news if they did. As of right now, it's just you're just you're waiting. Yep, Jack, your takeaway from the from the press conference, other than or something that we were talking about, amazingly clean as far as uh, how they handled it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how it seemed like Sirianni was like laying out what he wants in a defensive coordinator. You know, I, I wonder if – I think it's going to be collaborative, but it seems like he's going to be more involved than I kind of thought. You know, I thought – I was kind of envisioned it was going to be that Howie in the in the front office, like they have a guy in mind and, and Nick kind of goes along with it. I kind of felt like in listening to That's him today – That's the case, yeah. Yeah, like, listening today, he seems like I got what I want, I know what I want, and this is how I kind of view things. Other than that, 
you know, um, yeah, he said he said that the, the the defense coordinator that I hire are going to have these qualities and like he, and he said I hire a couple times. So you're right, um, I, Jack. I think that I think a lot of us thought that they were trying to do that for Doug and Doug was just along for the ride. And what we learned was Doug didn't want to be along for the ride. He wanted to pick his staff, and it did, and I agree with you. Like Nick has a good command over it because maybe the, maybe they trust Nick better with hiring coordinators. Well, I mean, I look at it this way. <laughs> that only matters if we want somebody to blame. Nobody cares who, whose choice the defensive coordinator right. was. We just want somebody to blame. So we're going to blame Nick if they hire a coordinator we don't wind up liking? Well, no, it's just that I think what Jack was trying to say is previously it felt like that the organization, Howie, was the one that hired the, the coordinators. And it sounded like Nick, the way Nick was talking, it seemed like that he was in the front. Of who was being hired. Well, well, here's the thing. I I can I can tell you it already feels like Nick has better control, regardless how those press conferences came out. He has better control early in his coaching tenure than Doug did. I'm just telling you what I feel. When he speaks, he has command over exactly. what so he's forget, doing. Forget about yeah. the earlier press conferences. Agreed. Forget about all of that. Doug wasn't that great in his earlier press conferences either. Um, and, and when I look at and when I when I I've talked to him uh, on several occasions over the two years that he's been here, it seems to me he has more confidence and he's more sure of what he's doing. And so maybe that allows the organization to have more trust and confidence in his opinions. I mean, we compare him to Doug and Doug last year. He's talking about making Matt Burke the defensive coordinator. Right. So Nick came with Jonathan Gannon. Nick came with Shane Steichen. It's not that the Eagles went out and hired these guys for Nick Sirianni. These were guys that Nick these, developed these a relationship with. Yep. with and that he understands. So, yeah, because Jonathan Gannon could have went to any number of teams. He exactly. chose to go to the Eagles with Nick. So, exactly. Yeah. And that's based on him working. They, they was, no, Gannon wasn't in uh, Indy, or was he? They were in um, Indy. Yes. I yeah. keep thinking we got Gannon from Minnesota. No, he was he in was, Indy with him, and he was in Minnesota first. First, yes. yes. Got it. Okay, got And it. that's where he, like, Mike Zimmer may come with Gannon to Arizona. That's one of the things that's right. being talked about because right. he was up there. They were together up there. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise that Nick is talking about. He hired the last defensive coordinator. He brought him with him. Yes. No, agreed. Agreed. Right. But, like, it, it, it is a major takeaway. He Nick seems like he knows what the hell he's doing when he spoke today. Yeah. I mean, it should. Yeah. Good. It's good feeling. It's good <laughs> just, feeling. We just came from winning. I mean, not winning, but just playing in the Super Bowl. He should know what the hell he's doing. Let's take some reaction. Our Twitter questions today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, visit the home team. Best selection of diamond engagement rings that fit every budget. That's Mark's Jewelers. Online, marks-jewelers.com. And if people, like, can, can we, because you're right, like, if we keep doing the turf thing, then it becomes, like, oh, really, we're still talking about the turf? So if people want to cleanse themselves of turf talk today, they can do it. John and Abington. John, go ahead, man. What up? What's up, my guys? How you doing? What's, What's up, John? John? Yeah, I like you're the best. Listen, you played on fields and slipping and and sliding. Listen, this guy, this Toma, <laughs> I thought he was from San Francisco because I remember him doing the championship games for the Giants and and San Francisco games. But here I Google the guy, and he's in the Hall of Fame for the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Now that's weird. That that just I mean I'm not saying listen. All I'm saying to you is, is they, they, they did that field to slow us down because we have well, you, a Do you think it slowed down the Chiefs? No, because the Chiefs ain't better than the Birds. 
What I'm saying is, <laughs> listen, I, no, I mean that because what happens when you slow a better team down? We're not talking about the defenses. Play. We're talking about it the defenses. It's an even playing field. You do know that the Chiefs were second in the league in sacks behind the Eagles, right? I, I, I got you. But what I'm saying is, let me ask you a question. Before okay. the Super Bowl, who did you think the better team was? The Eagles. Okay. And after so, the Super Bowl, I still think the Eagles were the better team. That That's correct. So, John, so I'm John, not blaming the field, the wet field, on why they didn't win the game. Do you think that's why they did? Sacks, but do you think that's you why they lost the, the game, John? John, do you think that's why they lost the game? No, there was a couple okay. plays okay. that lost the game. Okay. But but the thing is, though, like, is what I'm saying is, is a lot of those defensive linemen couldn't get their feet in. John, I mean, what, I, what I'm saying to you, John, is I understand all of this, and it's not at the top of my list of why the Eagles lost the game. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not telling you the field wasn't slippery. I'm not telling you the field wasn't trash. I'm not telling you any of that. What I'm not doing is using it as a reason as to why the Eagles lost the game. That's what I'm not doing. Well, also no, now, nobody's arguing whether the field was slippery. Yeah, what I'll argue about is whether or not that's the reason the Eagles lost the game. That's what I'll argue against. But it's also he was, and this is this is where you get where it, it's a conspiracy to slow the Eagles down. And this is what uh, I heard from a lot of people. Yes, how can you not get that? That's why it sounds like we're whining. This is San Francisco level. Yes. It's an NFL conspiracy. That's what it sounds like we're whining. I mean, we got other things that I could actually blame for why they lost the game. Yeah, like Jonathan Gannon. If you want to ask me to make a list of things, yes, the, the field being slippery and the Eagles' defensive line not being able to get to Pat Mahomes, it's on the list. Yes. You don't have to try to convince me of that. It's on the list. Of, of reasons why they lost. But that's also a reason why the Chiefs' defense was trash Sunday. You do realize the Eagles' offense scored, if you take, if you, if you take the uh, – even if you, even if you um, include the punt return, which wound up ending up being a touchdown for the Chiefs on the Eagles' defense, that still gives you, what, 31 points? Mm-hmm. How many points did the Eagles score on offense? More than that. 35, right? Mm-hmm. So even with all that, the Eagles' offense still scored more than the Chiefs' offense. No, no, but also, also like like the 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 two touchdowns and the one that was directly set up by the punt return. That wasn't there's was no, the, the, the nothing to do with a slippery nothing, field. Nothing to do with the slippery field. Had nothing to do with a slippery field at all. And the defensive touchdown had nothing to do with the slippery field. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. So that that's my only thing. It was a disadvantage for both defenses. And maybe if the Eagles win the game, maybe the Chiefs fans are complaining about the field. And you know what we would be saying? Stop whining. We won. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I mean, as much as I like that's turf exactly talk. That's exactly what we would be saying. If the Eagles had won the game and the Chiefs fans were complaining about the field, we would say stop whining. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was sloppy for both teams. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 Jack likes to – I think Jack, Jack is involved in turf talk. Well, here's the thing. I can only expand so much energy on this. Yeah, so, so I'm just telling you where I will shut down on the grass talk. I'll, I'll, be, I'll let you handle and Jack handle 
arguing about whether or not the field cost them the game. Well, luckily, the Marks and Reese audience doesn't buy just, into yeah, it as I much. Just, I just, I don't buy into it as, at all, really. It's, it's, it's at the bottom of my list of things of why they lost the game Sunday. There's another conspiracy. I'm sorry, folks. Pat Mahomes was sacked 26 times all year long. It's not like you were about to get five sacks on Pat Mahomes, right. even though my producer told you to bet on it as some stupid-ass prop. Yeah, that was your top five at five, Yeah, Jack. five plus sacks for the Eagles. Glad That's I didn't value. do that. <laughs> so it was zero. That's well, better yeah, value. Well, I didn't know that you weren't in the value talk. That's all that was. was I'm just saying, the guy hadn't been sacked very much all year long. They just come off like six sacks in like four straight games. I, I know, and you're also playing guys that are slow to read defenses, slow to get the ball out of their hands and not everything else. You're not Mahomes. playing Pat Mahomes. Well, yeah. had I known that the field was that he was getting screwed by the field, I would have There it is. There, there, there it is. is. Well, hold on. Turf talk. All I want to do is get the sod father on and grill him about the crappy field he put. Right, so I, I will. I will say this. I will say this. I'd rather go back to blaming Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, you only like, like choose I'd, one. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather. I would rather. Who, blame which was the bigger reason they lost on Sunday? The Jonathan turf or Gannon, Gannon or the turf? Yes. Put it up. Put it up as the turf. Put it up, Jack. Get it up. Yeah, I'd rather go back to blaming JG, man. At Mark Cerise, WIP. <laughs> no, but there's more to blaming. Like that. There's actually more meat to the to the argument with blaming Jonathan Gannon. Of course it is. It's, it's, it's something that's talk? actually more tangible than, than the damn turf. You know, another conspiracy that was uh, brought to my attention was that when Roger Goodell was in, was uh, was hugging Chris Jones after the game, he whispered to him, "I was never going to let the Eagles win." <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, that'd be stupid on him if he said. Right? Yeah. Hold on, you want more conspiracy? <laughs> well, he yeah. played in State Farm Arena, who were the biggest uh, sponsor of State Farm, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Oh. Also, also, it's a red stadium. Oh, halftime show is red. Correct. No green. I tell you what. That's part of the Illuminati. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's all starting to add up. It's all starting to add up. It is weird that you guys want to dismiss it. It's very sad. It is weird that the Sod father is uh, affiliated with Kansas City. (laughs) He's got a Super Bowl ring. I know he does. Is he going to get one this year? He deserves it. He definitely does. (laughs) That's where he screwed the Eagles. That's good. Good job, Howie, answering the question. I agree. Let's go to OG Wade. Check it in. What's up, OG Wade? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? What's up, OG? What's up, OG? Feeling down. I think where I'm at now is that I'm looking towards the future, um, and I got some solids here. I said, if you can you figure it out, if we had this conversation before the Super Bowl, if I would tell you that we would give up 24 to 28 points to uh, Pat Mahomes. we take it. You know. Would you take it? Yep. And I think everybody in the Philadelphia area would say, yeah. So, I mean, the fact that we obviously was the better team coming in, okay, on paper, I should say. And then we rumbled them to the tune that we rumbled them at and how we lost. So, I'm looking for next year with some new pieces. We got Jalen now in a proven commodity. In terms of there's no question that is he does he have the ability to score and come back and did it, you know we all pretty much those questions are answered for me in terms of you know as far as I'm concerned I'm looking forward to next year seeing how this team grows into next year I knew the coordinator and I'm gonna tell you right now they're not bringing in no outside defense coordinator there this team is happy with the chemistry the uh, uh, what do you call it the culture that's on that that we got going on right now mm-hmm. and now just go out and I'm I'm excited to see the new faces that I'm going to see on defense 
because of all the guys that I really didn't or don't like and didn't like. And Howie pretty much told us all in that little press conference, we're going to have a lot of cop picks next <laughs> So he let you know. Yeah, he, he did say that. A lot of them guys are going. He's Howie's looking for them damn cop picks. So don't don't expect. And he said we're going to bring back our the our, we're going our our best our players. good players. Yeah. Yeah. So it ain't a whole lot of them that. that well, C.J. Gardner Johnson okay. would be one of them. You think they're going to keep him? That's one of them that I, I think. I think how we would. Let me tell you this, Ike. Right? Yeah. We don't like to give up money in them positions. Mm-hmm. But when you have a guy that is a proven, I'm talking about not no up in that. No, I'm with you. Yeah, proven, I'm with you. I'll that guy. I'm with you. Uh, that's the guy I would give that money to, and I don't. I want you to pay. Some- I would do it. I'm I'm We're with you. you I'm I'm with you. I, I'm don't 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 mistake what I'm saying. I think the Eagles are gonna do and what you would do. What I would do. Yeah, I would pay CJ Gardner Johnson. I, I would try to get a deal worked out. I would try to get a deal worked out with CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, he's twenty five years old. He's a playmaking safety back there. We've been looking for one for years. He's young. Yeah, I, I would do it. But you we also agreed that would be something that's different than the uh, Eagles have done. Than what in, they do in years past. Yep. So he, maybe OG's right. They they recognize that's the talent. He's worth the money. Maybe he's worth the exception of the rule. Okay, I got no argument. with the that. The impact that he he made on I, this I defense no w- is measurable. I got no argument with that. But yep. it, but here's the thing: you got to ask yourself: Do they believe he makes a defense, or the defense made him? Well, he's able see, to, he's see, able to do why, a lot out that's there. That's why you pay a player yeah. because you feel like he's the guy that makes everybody else better and is going to be a tremendous difference maker. Not, not when you say, okay, I got a team full of Pro Bowl caliber players right. and he fits in and he's playing well because all of those guys are playing well. well I don't know how they view C.J. Garner-Johnson. I, all I know, I see him as a flash player, meaning every time I see 23 out there, there's a flash play happening. Yeah, he he um you notice him a lot over yeah. the course of a game. Yeah. He doesn't blend in. Yeah. Andy Reid, at least according to the broadcast, what what they exactly say, they Jack? Had, uh, Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Uh, J- Javon Hargrave yeah. said that that he's the key to the defense. Yeah. Or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Olsen was saying that Andy Reid told. A- Andy him. had yeah. said about the Eagles defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when I hear that from somebody like Andy Reid who knows how to build a team, mm-hmm. that tells me that that's a valuable piece that I don't want to lose. Right. So if it comes down to Hargrave or whatever, ooh, ooh. you know? But watch him call he's younger. Yeah, he, listen, he's younger. and I feel, <laughs> yeah, He's 25. I, I feel like that you're getting a guy that's in his prime his entire contract to where Hargrave, you give him three years, he's probably good for the first two, two. and then maybe falls off on that third. Yep. Sounds about yeah. and, and and really, what is more impactful? Because the Andy Reid and, and believe me, like Andy, it's not that Andy's wrong, mm-hmm. but the impact that he had on the defense last year, as far as he just made plays, they, the balls were tipped up in the air. He always seemed to be around the ball. I don't think oh, that yeah. was luck. No, no, it's, it's a skill to be in the right place, the right time. Um, I, I think it just boils down to: Do they want to put that money into that position? Yep. Which they haven't valued, they, they, except they, for Brian Dawkins. Yeah, except for Dawg. Yeah. Well, I mean, Malcolm got an extension, didn't he? So Malcolm, made, they also let him walk away. They but did, he, but he, he wanted a new deal. They he, let him. He was older, though. Yep, yep. They paid him before. Yeah. That's a good point. They did, they did give Malcolm. They took care of Malcolm. Yeah, he was a good did. player. Yeah, they took care of him. <laughs> the money wasn't this much either. No, <laughs> like the money. Yeah, the money for these guys. No, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pay him market value to get him back here. And very close to it. Yep. 
Very, very close to it. All right, come, coming back, Howie had to say about Jalen's contract. We have that audio for you. Back to your phone calls, conspiracy <laughs> theories. Say that money for Jalen, man. Yeah, just I, Ike, I'm kicking everything into the future. I'll pay everybody right now. <laughs> Turf talk as well on a, on a Thursday. 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese. Hey, listen, um, uh, let's talk about BetMGM for a second. King of Sportsbooks, because... If you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. Once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you receive a $50 bonus as well. BetMGM. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. All right, we're back. Mark I take exception to promoting a wrestling podcast during our show, Jack. Can we do something about that? Totally. Not because it's wrestling. It's just it's taking away from, from our great our great comments. Would you rather have that or the uh, the Elliot uh, return? Elliot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with. I, yeah, I want to promote promote Elliot. Sure, my favorite that, was the one that was a. Uh, they did some football podcast, but they didn't say the name in it, and we didn't know what the podcast yeah, was. Correct. Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't need to be taking precious moments of Marks and Reese for a, a wrestling podcast. No, but anyway, um, just wanted to mention this: Tim McCar- Tim McCarver passed away. Huh? Yep. Age of eighty-one. Man. Yeah, I was. Um, we hadn't seen him in a couple of years since he stopped broadcasting, but he was a fixture. Uh, he he worked for all four networks calling World Series games. So he was, I mean, we're talking about 35 years of him calling national baseball. Uh, and Is he, he a former Philly? So he had two stints with the Phillies yeah. early on in the 70s, and then later on he was Steve Carlton's personal catcher. By the end, he was more or less like a player broadcaster, I guess, because he was um, – he. I think it was starting in like 1978 was when he he would call games for uh, for Channel 17 with Harry and Whitey, and he was still playing. I, I don't because he played with the Phillies through 1980, but he was in. Or 70, maybe he was injured. Yeah, or he. I, I don't even know, but it said that he teamed up with Richie and Harry for Phillies games, and then he was the backup uh, game of the week commentator for NBC in 1980. Okay. So they so he did he did local broadcasting with the Phils and that's when he went national. He did his first World Series 1985 uh, with um, when they removed Howard Co- Howard Cosell from broadcasts and then pretty much from there he was on for years mm-hmm. doing it. Ending I guess with Joe Buck and Fox. Oh yeah, he's in the broadcast when they won. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, the um, the infamous uh, or famous Deion Sanders moment when Deion poured champagne Deion on his Sanders, head. Real man, Deion. Real man. Dion wasn't celebrating Tim McCarver when <laughs> he, he was poured. just dousing him. Because McCarver was critical of Dion, and Dion didn't like well, he it. He said he was selfish for trying to play two sports. So that's what it was? Yeah. Ooh, that's a take. <laughs> two one five, And we're talking 1993? Yeah, that was the early 90s. Yeah. Well, back when you could have takes without Twitter about bullying you about it. Yeah, that was. So that's what that was for. See, I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was playing playing both games. Yeah, they thought he because he would uh, take the helicopter over yeah. on on from practice with the, the Falcons over to a, a World Series game. Yep. 
which is amazing to think. <laughs> yeah. See, it, it, you know what? Dion isn't celebrated enough for how good of a player he was. To play at that level yeah. in baseball and football at the same time yeah. is unbelievable. And I agree with you. I, I didn't even – I didn't appreciate his greatness until afterwards. You spent time – you know, when I got here as an Eagle, then you don't like him because he's a Cowboy. And I right. was never a huge Dion fan. I liked him. Thought it was cool what he was doing in Atlanta with Andre Rice right. and that sort of thing. Then he did the whole bouncing around the different teams. Love the fact that he played for my Reds because he played for sure. – And he enjoyed playing for the Cincinnati Reds. So that was cool. But it wasn't until afterwards when you look back on his career and look at all the things he did – that you can truly appreciate Deion Sanders as an athlete. I mean, as a two-sport athlete, and did it longer than Bo Jackson. Yep. Now, we we celebrate Bo for doing it because Nike had a great campaign for him. Bo knows. The Nike shoe and the shoe was pretty cool, too. It was a cool shoe. Um, but Deion actually excelled. Yeah, he was an all-star level both. At, at, at baseball, mm-hmm. and he was a hall of, first ballot Hall of Famer and we in got football. The, and he didn't get injured. Yeah. From the standpoint, we couldn't see him finish his career. Like, we actually got to see Dion turn into greatness. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He played He played from 89 to 2001. Now, he, he took some years off later in his career. He mm-hmm. finished with the Reds. Yeah. Was he hurt? Oh, so, no, because he concentrated on football in a couple of those yeah, years. Yeah, a couple of those years, he, he, he stayed locked in. Well, Dallas was paying him so much money. They like, yeah, yeah he know, had to. We're going to need you for the whole season. So, <laughs> so anyway, he didn't die. Tim McCarver... <laughs> Passed away. <laughs> right. Just how so do people we, are. Yeah, how, do, how do we get into Dion? That was R.I.P. Dion. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Phils, by the way, Cole Hamels is signed. Well, who? The San Diego Pop. Oh, man. Oh. I was about to say, what? <laughs> so his hometown team. <laughs> yeah, really. Back with the Padres. What's the, what's the slogan? Uh, uh, that's what's in. That's, that's what's, what's in. in. Yeah, he's not going to like that, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's pretty different from here. I can tell you the Padres themselves <laughs> don't like those guys. <laughs> Nobody yeah. likes those guys except everybody else. Oh, so Ham- Hamels didn't retire, huh? Well, when, when we talked to him at the World Series, he he had said he was hoping to. playing, yeah. I'm sure he would have loved to come back to <laughs> Philly, but anyway, um, T- Tim McCarver also two two time World Series champion. He caught Bob Gibson. Mm-hmm, I know that. Yep. So I mean, you talk about catching two iconic pitchers, two of the yeah. best starting pitchers of all time. Yeah, Tim McCarver. Wow, rest in peace. Yeah, 81, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Now back to turf talk. All right. Hi, uh, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get some uh, some reaction from people. Howie Rosen spoke today. All right. So Howie had this to say about Jalen's contract um, just, uh, just a little while ago. Here's Howie. Yeah, I think um, we have a good sense of what we need to do here. Um, we have a little bit of time here, too, to kind of figure it out and, and get away and discuss that. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is keeping our, our best players here. And, um, you know, Jalen's uh, certainly one of our best players. Yeah, so I think he was he was answering the question, can you keep your other guys knowing what Jalen's contract's going to be? And then he also brought Jalen into the conversation. We're going to keep we're going to keep our best players. Mm-hmm. So if, if if Howie decides the organization organization decides we need to have this player, they're going to keep those players. Mm-hmm. You find a way you try to figure it out. Yeah. It's a matter of who who of the free agents this year are players that they need to keep. And they have to make the right guys the priority. I mean, they did that in the past. I mean, that after the last Super Bowl, they let some young players go. Not saying they let young, talented players go that went on to do great things or anything, but right. they did decide, decide to retain older players. You know, and so they have to make that decision. 
as as to who are the right players that they're targeting, right. keeping, keeping. Do you do we remember? Was he asked specifically about Jason Kelsey? Was it towards the end? There was a question. No, not even at all. Right. Yeah, I wish I would have at least had a. Hey, have you talked to Jason about what, is he, about what he wants to do? Is there a timetable? When do you expect to hear from him? I don't know what he would have said, but well, I'm curious. Something with something tells me that they have a contingency plan if Jason wants to return. Yeah. Because if they don't, that would mean they've already decided they're moving, moving on, on from right. Jason. So, and I don't believe that. Yeah, they know how they'll handle it if exactly. he calls them and yeah. says, hey, I'm going to come yeah. back. Now, they're going to have to negotiate a contract. Yeah, well, they're well, they going to tell him how much they're going to pay him. Right. They're not going to say, we'll give you a blank check for whatever no. you want. It's Part of it is, okay, if you come back, how many years are we looking at a one-year deal? Okay, well, this is how much money we want to put into a one-year deal and that sort of thing. So, yeah. I mean, when I looked at the uh, projected – uh, market value for guys. I looked at Jason's, and surprisingly, it was uh, eleven million. Yeah, well, that's uh, and that was on Spot Track. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these also, like Jason Kelsey's not taking a four or five million dollar decrease in salary. You wouldn't think after coming off of last year. No, I don't. But yeah. then, if that's the case, I mean, that's also part of the Eagles having to figure out. Okay, how do we work? How, how do we pay money? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's all a part of it. It is. You're right. All right, let's go to Jerry, the truck horn guy. Jerry, how are you, buddy? Johnny Marks, Charlie Priest. How are you, boy? What's happening, guys? What's up, Jerry? What's up, Jerry? Well, I got a couple points. My first point is this is a catch. This is a catch that started today, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. So is Jack. Yep. <laughs> My second point is there's a particular caller that calls your show, and he doesn't call only when our Philadelphia teams go into a disarray or start losing, and he goes, I told you so. And so as in the words of my man Chuck from Mount Airy would say, man, Mike's an asshole. Mm. All right, well, point, but, but, yeah, but Jerry, Mike, you, Jerry, you can't say that on the air. <laughs> I can replace him saying, you know, bleep, and then with the, with his trunk, trunk horn. Right. <laughs> like, we, can, we can obviously... <laughs> I wouldn't even give the the, the eating out there. No, 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 no. Encourage the yes. encourage more of it, and it God does. forbid we have some technical issue that we can't keep that from being set well, on the air. Well, it's not good radio. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's we not don't need. Radio. We don't. We don't. We don't need that. We don't. The radio show isn't turning into all-out sailor bar cursing and all that nonsense. So <laughs> we don't have to try to one up each other every no, time we, we call we with the nonsense. We don't. So. We don't. <laughs> Let's go to Damon. In Conchahawk. And Damon, what's up? How are you? <laughs> what's up, guys? That was great. What's up, Dave? Oh, man. Hey. Um, so, look, I, I was I think I was just kind of upset listening to the press conference. I don't know if they could have said anything to not change change a lot of people's minds on that. But um, What are you upset I about? Did, I just – I think Ike was right, though, after the fact. Like, the stuff about special teams, it, it gets under your skin just because they didn't play well. But it's not – they need to make improvements. I'm sure they know that for – for the next season, like Clay being fired or, or not, or coming back or not, is not going to really change that. He knows he's got to get better, and I'm sure he's going to be on a tight leash for right. Yeah, yeah. He better. They better do better next year. Yeah. Yep. yep. They have to. They have to. Actually, yeah. and they need to get better talent. Like we can't have. We can't have some just. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Stop <laughs> relying on on hurt. draft picks that clearly don't want to 100% be there and embrace the role, right? Like, maybe that's it. Maybe you bring in more vet- a couple of veterans. 
I don't know. Whatever. I think I think Just that, and like I said, maybe an assistant. But but I did like I did like that Nick said he he knows his strengths and he knows that him not calling plays that's good. You know that's good that he knows that and he's not going to try and take a risk or try and do something that will hurt the success of the team or the chemistry they've had. Um, and you, I'm just, again, I go ahead. No, I mean, I'm just saying like they're, 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 they're never, they never take, have, normally they don't have to take timeouts because they don't get, they get plays in, right? Like you never well, feel well, like yeah, it would happen Sunday. It did, but, but twice Sunday, but you never run out of timeouts or things like that. Nick's good at, at managing the game from that perspective. So um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think with Howie, I mean, we've, We've seen the past couple of years. I don't think it's right to doubt anything he's going to do this upcoming season, and, and it's it's so frustrating to talk about it because the Super Bowls was was last week. Um, but I do have trust in him that he's going to make the right decisions. He's going to do the right things for this team, and it is great that we have draft picks. We have flexibility either way. You know, we're not yeah. we're not relying on these free agents to resign. I, I want all of the guys back that we can get, but we do have options, and that's a good good problem to have. You know, it just it just comes back to drafting well, which. We'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Damon. Hashtag uh, Trust Howie. Used to be hashtag Fire Howie, Jack. How about that? Hashtag Trust Howie. Yeah, he's never made a <laughs> let, <laughs> let this organization in the wrong direction once. Nope. Good offseason, man. Now, this time last offseason, I can't say everybody was happy it's with just, Howie. It's just like. <laughs> including me. I swear. I think we're a smart fan base. It's just wild how quickly we forget everything that happened before. Like, Carson wasn't our golden child, you know, for, for a good season and a half. Yep. The whole city wanted Howie fired, and Nick was a dope. But but how come how come we should hashtag Trust does everybody believe that, or is that is this weird? we are they just waiting to strike when he screws up? That's well, what it feels like to me. Well, that's that's the the blessing and the curse of his job is that you know you're only as good as your position. Yep. Like it's unfortunate for him. I I've always said I think he's. He knows what he's good at doing. I've never thought he was the greatest talent evaluator. And if you can get, if you can hire people to do that job and and they put you in a position to select the best players, then you should listen to the people that you've hired to to, to evaluate talent. His his best thing I've always felt is uh, making making sure he can acquire talent when it's needed. Yep. You know, if he needs to get out of a hole. He'll be able to figure that out. They did it with Carson, right? They ate. They ate. They could. They could have easily forced Wentz to stay here, and Wentz would have had to stay here. Yeah. Yep. If they didn't want to eat thirty-four million dollars on their salary cap, Carson Wentz would have been here. If because he was he gonna do not show up? Of course not. He would have said, "Okay, I got to try to make this work." He would have had to. He would have had no choice. Exactly. My my only point is, is that they went on and did that, and still found a way to get back to where they needed to be. That's the only point that I was making. Is that that's what Howie is best at at fixing things. He sees something he needs to correct, and he 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 figures it out, and he says, "You know what? Next off season, this is what we're going to do." This is this is that's why he's probably the guy who has most pressure on them this off season. Like he's got oh, no no doubt about for it. Sure. Yeah. He's yeah. lost a ton of front office people. Mm-hmm. He, they, you know, we think the drafts have kind of turned in the right direction. They've lost a lot of that. His his offseason last year with the the picks they made, the guys they decided to bring in, like everything he was awesome. Everything was a home run. I mean, yep. he's his pressure now is to to guess over the So hump. he had he had said in the draft draft process his job is to take all the information that's gathered by by his football people and then from there 
he it's a collaborative yeah. uh, decision, but he's making the decision, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to hire people that are getting him great information. This is why we should draft this guy. Because yeah. Jeffrey Lurie's looking at it, too. He wants to know why 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 are we drafting this person at 10? Why are we mm-hmm. drafting this person at 31? Why are we drafting, or I guess it's 30, at um in the second round? Yeah. And Howie, when's the last bad con? I mean, you're not going to get great contracts, but he doesn't give out a lot of bad contracts. No. He seems to know value better than almost anybody in the league. Yeah, I mean, listen, they across they, the board. Listen, every once in a while, they miss on a guy that they they may have paid, but in the recent years, they they have not. They had a couple years in there where they had won, and they they you, you kind of confuse or um, it gets convoluted. Uh, loyalty, rewarding versus getting right. rid of a guy a year early versus a year too late. Like some of that went on, and I think winning the Super Bowl clouded some of those things. And I think they've been able to learn from that, and we'll see what they do this offseason. Yeah. Like, this offseason is going to be huge coming off this Super Bowl. Mm. All right, let's do a little turf talk with Doug in Connecticut. Doug, how are you, buddy? How are we doing? First off, am I allowed to say the B word no. over, the, over the airwaves? No. We, I mean, okay. we, we don't want to hear it. No. The no. answer is okay. no. So, so, Ike, when I heard you say Ganichiwa. Yeah. Word I can't say. I, I was 100% sure we were going to win this game. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Kinichiwa. Yeah. 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 And you're, you're anyway, the first person to bring that up, too. It's hilarious. <laughs> so my, my issue, and Jack, Jack obviously didn't agree with me when I called, but um, the Chiefs played there week one, and they obviously had issues with footing. Mm-hmm. We played there week whatever, and – as far as I know, no one had any issues with footing. And I know it's two different times and two different surfaces, but can it just be something as simple as that stadium environment needs more time for why didn't they prepare this field right after week 17? Been growing up for, for two years. But they just laid the sod two weeks ago? No, so they had the they had the national championship game in college football, and I think that's when they rolled out the new sod. But they've been grow they grow they don't grow it in the in the stadium, they grow it elsewhere and then they they roll it out in the stadium. I, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, I think, Doug, I think everybody recognizes the turf sucked. It's just when yeah. people start saying the Eagles lost because the turf sucked because it didn't, it hurt them more than it hurt the Chiefs. Like, well, how come the Chiefs didn't change shoes and the Eagles did, but the Eagles are still sliding all over the place? Like, I, I, I don't well, know. By the way, I didn't see anybody on the Eagles' offense slide anywhere. No, neither did I. But, I mean, do you agree that maybe that one sack would have made the difference in this game? Well, depending on when, it, when you get the sack. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's hard to take. I, I was so sure. I, I'd I, never been more sure. But, um, you know, I hope it motivates everybody. You know, let's start the motivation right now. I'm glad that we have the Chiefs and the 49ers are obviously now teams that I hate even more. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope we play the Chiefs week one, but thanks, yeah. I'm a you great, might. great call, Doug. Yeah, we, yeah, I guess, yeah, we, we. Rematch. Have they ever done a Super Bowl rematch? No, I think the rumor is it's going to be Eagles Niners maybe on Monday night. Ooh, and then wow. Chiefs. And wow, some... that good. Wow, it'd be good. fun. Get get to talk to your boys out in uh, San Diego. The morning oh, roast. God. The whining again. Yes. Yep. Big gangsters. Where's the, yeah. the game? Yeah, it'll be fun until Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, and then it won't. It won't be fun then. Is the game here, or Jack? <laughs> yes. I think it would be here. Yes, I mean, it's I here. No. Yes. All you gotta do is look at the opponents. The schedule. Oh, yeah. Right. You, yeah. You know. It's here. Yeah, I've seen it. That would be fun. I mean, I don't know when it is, but San Francisco comes here next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Thursday night game is usually always Kansas City or the, the, the Super Bowl champion versus whoever. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't make the Super Bowl rematch. That's that's Although what he was saying. He was saying the opening game could be a Super Bowl rematch. It's, well, last year though was uh, it was it was Rams Bills. Yes. So that was a. Uh, no, it, it wasn't a rematch. No, you're right. And in the year before that, it was Tampa, uh, Dallas. Again, not a rematch. Nope. So, the Super Bowl champion plays there. Even when we played, it was a rematch of the NFC Championship game. I mean, uh, the divisional round, but it wasn't a rematch of the Super Bowl against New England. No. Um, so, yeah, we probably won't get Kansas City on the first game. Huh. San Francisco on a Monday night? Okay. That would be – I hate Monday night open because we got to wait an extra day. I don't, I don't want – Did honestly, we do Monday night last? Oh, no, that was the second I, week. I, second I don't – I would much rather have a 1 p.m. Sunday game against the Giants or something. Yeah, on the, yeah and I hate Monday night at home. Yeah, that's a double show we got to do. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. De- Chickie's on Tuesday. So you have a home game against the Cardinals. That'd be <laughs> a Brandon good one. Graham show Tuesday night or no? That's right. And the players laugh. He's, he's live from Detroit? Yeah, I don't know if it's a Brandon Graham show or not, but it, yeah, it'll be somebody's show. <laughs> How about the Cardinals at home are on the schedule? So that that would be the return of Jonathan, ah, Jonathan Gannon. Gannon. Get the video tribute ready. Happy Monday. Yep. They might give him a video tribute. I assume uh, NFC champion defensive <laughs> yeah, coordinator. Yeah, they might. Yeah. Well, Sirianni might make sure they do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What do you say today? Maybe we'll hire Jonathan's twin brother. Is that a quote from the? Well, he said he, he's yeah. He said if Jonathan had a twin brother, even his defense would be a little bit different. He said not that he has a twin not brother. That he has a twin brother. And he brought Figure up Rocky. It out, man. He brought up Rocky again. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. That was <laughs> and then he acknowledged away. that he Wait, talked. When did, when did he bring up Rocky? Oh, he's talking about like you know Drago or whatever, beat him <laughs> or something. I have no and idea. And then I he immediately said, "I know that I know that uh, that people say I bring up Rocky too much. That's because he's listening to the show because we bring up that he brings up Rocky." Or either they're telling him that. Or yeah, so, or he's listening to the camera who brings it up three times a show. Well, they right, should get along. They yeah. will get along, I'm sure, next yeah. year. Oh, yeah, he's looking forward to talking to yep. Joe. Yeah, Joe's going to be like, all right, so what? hold on. What do you got? What's your go-to Rocky scene? Right. This is going to be a love fest every Monday. They, Yeah, it could oh, be. He's going to grill him. If, if oh, he's, he's not going to grill him. Keep, oh, come on. You think he this will. isn't a bulldog? <laughs> he will. <laughs> no, Joe will. If anything, Richie might grill him. Yeah, Richie's going to be like, uh, in the second quarter, you ran uh, Spider-2XYZ. Exactly. Well, Explain no, that decision, please. Nick may end up not liking Richie. Of course. Based on his questioning. Based on his questioning. And that's what we want. Well, hold on. When the coach comes on, you don't get it. It's not a roundtable of questions. It's only well, that's one only guy. Of, that's only because of Angelo, though. I mean, it's a different show. It'll be it'll be too great. It won't be the, oh, all it's, the contributors. Oh, it's up to everybody? Well, it's just, well you think Seltzer's going to be like, Seltzer's going to be in there bulldogging away? No. I don't know how the show's going to work. Is yeah. Seltzer in here? Is he in no, the he's in the producer he's studio. Here, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I thought Joe Wechter was. Joe Wechter's going to be handling uh, the other area back in the producer's area. Ah. Right there. <laughs> okay. Yep. Wow. They have a large staff. It's a lot going yeah, on a large in the staff. show, man. Plus, you got to factor in the contributors. Do they get a question in? Right. Yeah, Ruben tomorrow. Ben hey. Davis. No, they don't Devin. get a question. How many? Devin. Uh, Rhea. Rhea. I would say they don't Ray get Diddy. questions. It would oh, be don't let Ray get a question in. I mean, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. There's a lot going on. A lot oh, of people man. involved in the morning show. The Marks and Reese show. There's just Jack and Marks and Reese. <laughs> it's not as complex. Well, it's not as complex. They have no. thirty five people on their show. There's we'll us. Keep it simple, man. Plus, we're 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 a, a blue collar show. As far as pound for pound, what we bring to this station. Correct. Yeah. I mean, come on. We're like Floyd Mayweather in his prime. What about Jillio and Hugh? I I can't speak for that. I don't even know who's on the show. 
Neither do they. It's, it's safe to say we're all interested in Jilly on you show. I can't wait. <laughs> When Hugh goes off the rails three minutes oh, in and Joe's... Well, that's going to be the best part of the show. Damn right. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> it's trying to keep Joe from turning beet red every show. Yeah, we need a, ca- a Joe Cam. <laughs> Jillio Cam. Coming up, Jonathan Gannon. So he was introduced today. <gasps> was asked if he reviewed the tape of the Super Bowl and what he saw. I don't remember these, these, these drops, man. They're there forever now, like. How did he answer the question? Did he review the tape? He better review that damn tape. Nah, he burned the tape. Or he knew he was getting the Cardinals job, so he said, hell no. You got to call at halftime. I honestly don't know what he said, so we'll find out together coming up next. Then back to your phone calls. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, we know football season's over, but that also means that eating season is over. No more excuses, all right? Start your spring training with NJ Diet right now. It's a weight loss program that contractually guarantees that you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. NJ Diet starts with bioenergetically personalized supplements that are based on your hair, saliva, and blood work. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to create your ideal diet and workout regimen to help you keep the weight off. You'll be fully monitored throughout the entire process, making sure that you're burning fat, not just losing water. You also get the doctor's personal email and phone number. NJ Diet's all natural. No shots, no hormones, no surgery, no prepackaged foods. And there's locations close by in King of Prussia, Cherry Hill, and Newark, Delaware, or from anywhere with live online video consultations. So what are you waiting for? Guaranteed weight loss. Get it today by calling 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET or visit njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com and lose the weight for good.